Brock Purdy advocating for himself as a game manager there. We're just 48 hours away, or a little bit more than that, from Super Bowl 58 out in Vegas. Welcome back into BetQL Daily, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. Wherever you may be in the world, inside your Odyssey app, take us with you, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And, of course, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. John Daigle joins us in 40 minutes. We've got to go through all of our bets for Sunday throughout the show. We'll go off the board in 20 minutes as well. Super Bowl 58 angles of plenty to talk about with Noops. Alex Noops Christensen joins us. But first, real quick, I, we talked about it as you were logging on, Noops. I mean, the Doc Rivers experiment going wonderfully well in Milwaukee, is it not? <laughs> I think his name is Glenn, but it's gone just about as I think a lot of us expected. I mean... I guess I thought it would be okay if Rivers has been able to do anything in the past. It's help locker rooms sort of, uh, you know, consolidate around each other, feel good, gel. But it looks exactly like Kennedy said, exactly what Adrian Griffin did. It's He's doing all the same weird defensive stuff that the players didn't like. I mean, there was a players meeting. They walked into Griffin's office and said, can we stop trapping? Can we stop doing this? Can we go back to playing the Budenholzer defense? Rivers has come back and in a week has got him totally out of that again. So I don't know. Everything is just a mess in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I know for some reason everybody thinks it's 10 years ago and Patrick Beverly is still this great defensive player that's going to come in and just fix everything. But uh, it just it looks like a flawed team to me. It looks like a team that's not happy. And I just don't know how that gets better and how Rivers in any way is an improvement over what they had last year at Budenholzer. Uh, Noops, let's let's hit on the Super Bowl. Just uh, branching out, your thoughts here on these numbers. Um, it, the the interesting part here is, I think there I'm running into a lot of people that don't have a strong stance on a side or a total, and I'm one of them. But what I do find interesting, it's been ten days, and for the most part, the side hasn't moved. It's just been sitting strong at San Francisco uh, minus two. And then the total since the night, since championship Sunday evening, it, it went down a tick, but that has not moved. So it's been 12 days of nothing, uh, no movement here. And I guess part of that is because both teams relatively healthy, but uh, what is your take on the side in total and the lack of uh, movement that we're having? Yeah. In general, these Super Bowl numbers don't move too much, but at this point in the NFL season, uh, books have a pretty good idea of what these numbers to be. But uh, given that we're at two, I thought there'd be some movement between, say, one and a half and two and a half. We'd see those bouncing around a lot. It really hasn't. A couple books went to two and a half pretty sh- quickly just to kind of, I think, see maybe if some sharp action came in, but everybody kind of has settled at two. The total of 47 and a half, again, I'm surprised. It seems a little bit high to me. It seemed a little bit high when it opened, but I guess you have two kind of explosive offenses here. I think the game profiles is a first half over, second half under kind of thing. I mean, the Chiefs' second half unders have been one of the easiest bets you could place all season. Andy Reid, especially when that team has a lead, knows how to salt it away. And same thing with the 49ers. They get up big. They start to run the ball. You see the clock really kind of run out. So, uh, lean towards the under, and for the overall side, I'm still t- pretty sure the 49ers are going to win, but I'm not sure enough to bet it for some reason. And uh, you know, it's like being afraid of a ghost. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's one football game, they know what to do. Is it is it going to be that? Is it going to be that weird force versus what I think kind of top to bottom is a better football team? So, lean the under, lean towards the 49ers, but uh, yeah, in terms of the big market, those two big. Um, market prices, they seem more correct than they do incorrect. 
Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot about Brock Purdy and the whole game manager thing. Uh, no matter where you stand on him, in this specific matchup, if the Niners are down, or do you have confidence that Brock Purdy could lead this team uh, to a comeback, not only against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but also this Chiefs defense? That's the big problem, the Chiefs defense, because we've seen Brock Purdy lead this team back before, but I can't think of a good example of him doing it against a great defense. And this Chiefs defense, it seems honestly like they get better every single week. We know how good Reed is with two weeks to prepare. Now, generally that's offensively, but I know the defense is going to have a lot of nice, solid things to do. But I do believe in Purdy just for the simple fact that he is not going to be afraid. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to make all the throws that he needs to make to win the game, but he's not going to make any mistakes. He is not someone that is going to hold on to the ball, get sacked, get pushed out of the pocket, and start making bad decisions. We've seen him again be really calm, really steady, trust kind of what's going on. And if the 49ers are down, I think Purdy has a chance, especially in this offense with all these great wide receivers that bring this team back. So I think that'll be kind of the most fun part. Whichever team gets a lead here, uh, the other team definitely has a chance. Well, what are we expecting then, Noops? Uh, Alex Noops Christensen with us. Uh, check him out on social media, at underscore Noops. What are we expecting for first touchdown score? I mean, I, we've talked a lot about the theme this year of the Chiefs not doing much in the second half or, or shutting things down in the second half of games on both sides of the ball. We saw it on display against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Um, we've also seen the Niners, like you just alluded to, you know, storm back in their two playoff games. Uh, those at home, though, it, when we look at game script, I think we agree, low-scoring game. Um, where do we start to place our touchdown bets, especially if we try to focus on first touchdown score? The tough game in general for these because these are two teams that have a very high concentrated amount of first touchdowns with a couple players, which said another way, pretty much all season it's been Travis Kelsey or Christian McCaffrey for this team, or Pacheco for the Chiefs. Again, that's kind of your three names, and that's where the market has settled at top. But what I like about this game is I think there's opportunities further down the board. Again, both of these teams, good defenses. They've had two weeks to prepare. Uh, the 49ers are not going to get beat by Travis Kelsey. They know that's coming. At the same time, the, the Chiefs are not going to probably get beat by Christian McCaffrey. He's really good, but they're going to be stacking that box. They know that kind of stuff is coming. So I go a little further down the list, and one name that I do like at the top, George Kittle. He's plus 900 from our friends over here at BetMGM. I don't know why he's the same price as Debo Samuel. I don't know why he's behind Rasheed Rice. I have him uh, much closer to Kelsey in kind of that top three, four. I think he should be closer to seven to one. So I really like Kittle. I'm going to play him plus 900 first, plus 175 to score. I might even sprinkle a little bit on two. It's just he is someone he's on the field for 97% of snaps. That's more than any other 49er besides Brock Purdy, basically. It's just absolutely nuts the kind of playing time he's getting. But then I go a little further down the board. I think guys um, – both quarterbacks I'm going to be playing. Patrick Mahomes is 22 to 1. Brock Purdy is 40 to 1. You know, all season we haven't seen those guys run very much, but you've seen what the 49ers have done. They've gone away from McCaffrey in some of those short situations. They've got their own version of the tush push. Purdy has been sneaking a lot. So I think there's a great chance that if it's goal and one, it might not be McCaffrey. It might be Purdy first one over the line there. Mahomes, we've seen him roll out and do a lot of stuff there. Um, he's always someone, again, where if the play breaks down, if the 49ers defense does what it's supposed to do, 
too. Mahomes is not going to be afraid to run it in. And then just a couple more long shots. Guys like Noah Gray, guys, guys like Kyle Juszczyk. Again, we're mm-hmm. going to see a lot more gadget plays, a lot more kind of goofy stuff like that. So I'm going a little further down the board and just trying to figure out, A, who's going to be the recipient of a special play, which I think is someone like Gray, someone like Juszczyk, or who's going to take advantage of things kind of breaking down because these defenses are going to be ready. So I expect the first touchdown to finally, for the first time in a few weeks, not be the chalk. Very good. All right. Uh, maybe this is a betting community thing, but one of the prop, like I'll say areas, not one specific prop that seems to be popular this week are kicking props. And there's not something we normally talk about, but all sorts of different uh, kicking props I, I've heard talked about this week. And it makes a lot of sense with Allegiant. And you have a couple of coaches in big spots. A lot of times they tend to be more conservative uh, than most. Are you betting any kicker props? I've been looking at it because it does seem like for some reason there's a little bit bigger board. I mean, that's the best part of the Super Bowl. They roll out the deli menu. There is stuff to bet on this game that you're probably not going to see till next year's Super Bowl. But I do tend to, to think that there might be more field goals and less. Uh, you know, everyone knows Kyle Shanahan is a very sharp coach. He's very smart, very conservative, kicks field goals in a lot of places where, you know, a lot of coaches I think would be going for it, would be pushing a little bit harder. Andy Reid, we know, is someone that, again, can be a little aggressive, but generally when they're down, you know, if they're ahead, he's happy to sort of kick for points again in the second half. So looking at some of these lines, over three and a half field goals is plus 125. That's been something I've been kind of staring at. And again, might end up with something like we could bet exactly how many field goals there are. So I tend to think there might be more kicking than people expect. So I think you kind of go over with some of that stuff than unders. Man, if that's the case, um, a guest yesterday was suggesting a missed field goal as well, which could always be a fun prop to root for. What about some unders? Uh, Do you have any unders players that you're targeting um, in that market? So unders in the Super Bowl are always kind of tough for me from a player perspective. It's hard for me again to figure out kind of how things are going to go. Um, but one of my favorite bets to make it's a first quarter under. The first quarter in the Super Bowl is pretty much weird every single year. There was an outlier year. I think it might have actually been the last time the 49ers played the Chiefs. They both scored touchdowns in the first quarter. But it's a strange game. You haven't played a real football game in two weeks. You come out, the opening stuff, the national anthem, there's two extra songs that are sung. There's at least half a dozen people on a stage in the middle of the field for some reason. We're supposed to be playing football. This game always kind of has a weird feel to it. And every year I come through and play that first quarter under. I think it's gone under something like seven out of the last ten times. I'm looking at seven and a half. I'm definitely going to play that under there. And honestly, we'll try to find some stuff. I've been looking around it's not quite open everywhere but there's always these props no scores six minutes into the game seven minutes into the game eight minutes into the game Um, I'll be playing lots of stuff like that again the first quarter always starts pretty clunky so I'll be finding lots of ways to play under in the first quarter no points in the first quarter stuff like that that that's interesting then Alex because if if we spin it around noops with us talking and we're more along the lines of scoring now in a game that I think some of us don't expect so much scoring in but that's where we're at at this point with two days until the game BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. You make a great point about the first quarter being kind of wonky, right? Everybody's got the nerves that need to settle down. But then we're talking about, again, the Chiefs track record of sort of shutting games down in the second half. If you can bet a quarter to be the highest scoring quarter, and I'm looking for that right now, might be second quarter. I mean, everybody lets the nerves sort of filter out. We actually get a couple drives back and forth, and then maybe things calm down in the second half. 
was able to find that I was poking around. Again, our friends over at BetMGM have it there. It's under the quarters tab. Um, the highest scoring quarter, the favorite is the fourth quarter. The second quarter is close to plus 165. I think I'd have those flipped, honestly. I think the second quarter is where things start to open up a little bit. Teams get a little more comfortable. And again, as we've kind of talked about, now maybe it's a very close game in the fourth quarter. is a lot of teams driving down the field. But even then, both of these teams understand the value of not giving the ball back. They tend to stretch those drives out and stuff. So even if the game's close, I think we could still see maybe only one, two scores in that fourth quarter. So I like that look quite a bit. Highest scoring quarter. Give me the second. Uh, Noops, you're a man with connections. And uh, some of these uh, novelty entertainment props are about information. And, and I'm looking this morning, it's like, man, they're killing me. They've already taken down the anthem. And we all know that on Fridays, this is when they do the rehearsal. So it's going to get out there. And then uh, gambling community rips on anybody who uh, who, who tweets it out. It, it was going to be tweeted out today, like even if this was still posted. There's no doubt, especially with it being in Vegas. There's so many uh, uh, media members there. Um, is there anything you've gotten any info on, whether it be uh, a tire or anything? No, yeah, it's an excellent prop. That used to be one of my favorite bets because you literally have people standing outside of the stadium yes. recording on their phones trying to get the time. But all good things come to an end. The books have finally Over. figured out what this is. And I guess they're sick of taking these big losses on, on a bet that they weren't expecting really to take that much action on. So I think that, honestly, I, I'd be surprised if it opens back it opens back up again at any point, maybe mm-hmm. a little closer to the game when, again, this is the biggest national TV broadcast in the world every year it's a live tv broadcast if you think they don't know exactly how long the national anthem's going to be before they get started maybe plus or minus a few seconds you're nuts so that line's going to be tight the one thing i have been told the san francisco 49ers are going to call heads i don't know if they're going to win the toss they're going to lose the toss heads <laughs> is the call there's a couple places that have what will the 49ers call get your heads bets in <laughs> i like it that oh, is man. fantastic. Noops, uh, good stuff. I, I, that that strikes me as a shanty type thing, like to go contrary to tails never fails. Definitely. Yeah. Um, tails so there you go. Fails. It, it, it's good fail. <laughs> uh, enjoy the weekend, Noops. Uh, good luck to all your bets on Sunday, obviously, as well. Alex Noops Christensen, follow him on social media as well, at underscore Noops. Great stuff today, man. We appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be on. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yep. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, we'll have to talk more about Glenn uh, as the NBA season <laughs> winds <laughs> towards its eventual cl- close in Milwaukee. Heads, it's, Joe. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that, and we're going to hear this over the next couple of days because it's every single year and it's not close. By far, the most popular prop bet is the coin toss. People can't wait to, uh, to bet on the juice there. Even yep. though it's a coin toss. Literally 50-50. Not 50-50. The idea of a hot sauce flavored seltzer? What are we doing, people? And anything else from the last two weeks that have just been absolutely bananas in Vegas? We go off the board next right here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.